Welcome. Welcome back to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast. I'm your host, Larissa Troch with Cecilia Benford. We're offering whole life insights and a unique perspective from two sisters and sisters speaking to the collective sisterhood of women everywhere. And for all you men too, welcome. We bring you the success principles for leadership, personal finance, and business to empower you with the tools and strategies to help you live your best life. We invite you to lean in for possibly the best conversation you have had all week. Oh my gosh, so let's, let's just say, I, I could say it's Monday, I could say it's any day of the week, but you know, you're getting ready for your, for your work week, the alarm clock goes off, and when your eyes open, maybe if your eyes don't even open, and the first words out of your mouth are, please just let them leave me alone. If that's how you start your day, if that's your daily mantra, clearly something needs to change. True story. So what we, we're, we're going to talk about today is what, under the heat, have you been under the heat lamp for too long? Are you just done? Now that sounded a little grim, but you know, really whether that's your mantra or if it starts with anything similar to that, that's probably not a good sign. Um, so, you know, we're still on our four Ps. We're gonna be on our four Ps, I guess I could quit saying that uh, for peak performance. Um, and we're talking about the professional aspects right now. And when considering your professional goals, we just a reminder, consider, you know, obviously the big picture, and hearkening back to your personal mission statement, that is going to be your guidepost for the year. So you may hear that more than once or 18 times. I'm not sure. But are you on the right track to achieve said mission? Have you recognized some roadblocks? Or do you have the sensation that all is not well in your business or career? Now, today we're going to talk about really more questions. Um, that you may want to ask yourself and hopefully we'll provide some guidance as to how you can affect the necessary changes to get back on track. I shouldn't say get back on track, to get on track because last week, you know, we were setting up as the precursor, you know, we're, we're, we can't just jump into the goals. Well, we could, but that's not effective. We want to want to give you the backstory. And if you say, um, like last week, it was about finding fulfillment in the office should you find fulfillment in the office and what that might look like? You know, how uplifted, inspired, motivated, how, how do you feel about, you know, the journey that you're on from the positive aspects? What can you do to make your work more meaningful? This week, you know, sometimes it's time for change. And so this week we wanted to explore, if you will, some questions that you want to ask that would help you make, make that decision. Do I, need to, do I need to change? Do I need to go? Is this not right for me? Or does it just need to be, you know, do some adjustments need to be made? So who's not a fan of questions? The Spanish Inquisition shall begin. So as a manager, for example, when you're supervising others, you can see when something's not right when you can tell when someone is underperforming um, or when things are no longer in sync, 
uh, the deliverables, maybe they're just not, you know, being delivered, <laughs> or maybe the quality isn't there. So it's easy when you're looking out to see what's going on over there. But it's that inward introspection, that examination or realization. That's a little bit more challenging because when you're working with someone else that, you, that you're supervising, you know what things are supposed to look like. And so then you're going to maybe have a little fireside chat. Maybe it's a performance improvement plan or something along those lines. But, you know, do you give yourself a personal improvement plan? It's a little bit more challenging when you're looking inward. So I'm just suggesting that we're going to give you some questions that can help you examine this area. Now, what I, I said just now, Cecilia, that, you know, when you're looking at one of your team members and you can tell that something's not quite right. What are, I know you've managed superstars, but before they became superstars, they may have needed a little <laughs> help. So what are some signs and what are some things that you've noticed? For example, what, what does one look for? Well, I have not always managed superstars. So with, I'm gonna use that as an example. And what it is, is I'm looking at a person and they don't always have to be supervisors, but even just some people that just stand out for, you know, you see them active, uh, they talk to you, they say, you know, bring you an idea or something. And you say to yourself, that person is going places. So it's sort of a benchmark, I believe that I consider and when I'm looking at, there are certain cues that I pick up from a person and said, this person could do better. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to say, unless you really have known a person, but most of us don't get people that just started their careers mm -hmm. and you, know, you see them all the way through. So I'm gonna throw out something that I think sometimes I wonder if people look at, I go to the performance file mm -hmm. because what I want to see is what did a previous person write up on that person? And while that's not always an indicator, but it, it's been very helpful to me because I say, okay, um, I, I've looked at, I can remember one person and I said to myself, well, this person I know has more potential than what I'm seeing in this file. Mm. So I sat down, I sat down and talked to them. And the communication is that I'm looking for a give and take conversation. And the reason I say that it is what you said, it's asking questions. And if my questions aren't producing some nuggets, then I'm pointing the finger back at myself how am I asking questions? Am I, you know, what do I need to do? And so maybe I'm missing the mark. So that is one, so that's a, a twofold answer to your question. On the one hand, that's one way of saying somebody looks like they could be doing more than they're doing, which is based on uh, expectations that maybe somebody else had. And so the people just sort of kind of laid back into it. And I think that's probably my primary thing is what other people have allowed people to do mm -hmm. it will come out and I will say 
guess what? That's not what you get to do here. <laughs> and we start having a conversation. But then the other part, the second part of that is I'm always looking at myself to see, am I hitting the mark and trying to motivate to get the product that I want from a person? And as we're talking about professional professionalism with an outcome of productivity, they certainly do go hand in hand. How, how you communicate, how you push the needle. Um, and really my goal is to have high, I, I call it, uh, you know, high performance. I actually do use that as a benchmark. So, um, so I try to have big goals for people, but that means I got to work on my own goals to make sure that I can, you know, effectively push goals on others. You know, that's actually a good point. And I, I have done it. I don't do it all the time. And I'm not sure that when I'm saying that out loud, it kind of makes me wonder why don't I do it all the time? But going back to previous uh, performance evaluations, that is helpful. Um, especially, I guess I probably, no, that's not true. Again, I don't remember why some yes and some I don't, but I'm, what I wanted to say is that that's also could be a good tool for your, for yourself. And I'm saying the person that we're speaking to in this podcast, um, who is, you know, feeling a little maxed out or otherwise done is to go back and look at what your previous performance evaluations are, because, you know, when you're in the trenches or when you're just grinding it out, sometimes you don't see and you need a reminder. So I think it would be helpful to go back and see what was written about you in your performance evaluation. And, and you know, hopefully it was a good performance evaluation. But, you know, when you're looking at some of the accolades, if you will, it can serve as a reminder or a Kickstarter for, oh, yes, I was that person whatever, you know, last year or two years ago, however, or whichever one you're looking at. And then if you're not still that same person, you know, then it kind of begs the question, why not? Or how do you get back to being that perform that person performing at that higher level? So mm -hmm. it can be a good tool for yourself in the self-examination, because like I said, sometimes you just start working and you're just not aware. And then maybe there is some, a little bit of fall off. Um, but let me just so, and that just, you know, some, one of the questions is, has your productivity lagged otherwise? Um, you know, you're not performing at the level that you used to, or, you know, you get, we are, you know, busy is just, that is a really, that is a four letter word on so many levels, but, you know, because sometimes when you're over here taking care of this, you know, you lose track of this and the big, this is where you were going and where you started out. You know, because most of us start out up here and then over time, mm. when you're cracking the whip or whatever you're doing as you're leading your team or, you know, sometimes you can get derailed and you sometimes need a reminder, you need to get back on track. Um, you know, is there a distinct lack of enthusiasm? Are you going through the motions or just phoning it in, as they say? Um, and I... I'm asking these questions, but I guess really the better question is, how do you know you are until you get that evaluation? And of course, we hope it doesn't come up then that you have fallen off the track. We want you to be self-aware so that you're aware of what your 
doing or otherwise not doing. Um, but, you know, a big one. So those things to me can be fixed. Productivity output. Um, I want to say your enthusiasm or just phoning it in. I mean, the quality of your work. I've always said one of the reasons I started Pink Passport Society is, is I don't want you to be married to a paycheck. Right. Sometimes people just get comfortable. And when you get comfortable, then you're not. Um, you're doing maybe what you have to do, but not all the things that you can do. Because if you are, as a good leader, ideally the higher ups are gonna leave you alone and let you run your team. And you, because you know what you're supposed to do, you know what the mission is, you know what the goals are for the company and you're making it happen. So they're otherwise gonna leave you alone. Um, but what's important, well, this isn't all about me, but I'll just mention what's important to me is, you know, having some latitude, some, some ability for creativity and how you get the things done. Um, and, and so that you can pass that on to your team so that they begin to think outside of the box and they're not just paper pushers. I can, I, that's a hard conversation to have with my team. I shouldn't say hard. It's a regular conversation that I have with my team, just reminding them that they're not paper pushers. They are business professionals and they need to comport themselves as such. Um, so getting past the checking the boxes, I think is, is you know, is which that's one area that you need to examine. Uh, but what I really wanted to say is something that's important and might be a biggie, a bigger red flag than some of these other things that can be tweaked and otherwise adjusted. Are there philosophical differences in the company values and the things that are important to you? Now that's different. So that could be for some people, something that impacts their performance in the office. Um, and obviously speaking to the career person not the business owner, because as a business owner, you're setting the tone. But if you're working for someone else and so one, one um, company that's been in the news for all the wrong reasons, if you will, is a company called better.com, I think it is. And I'm not going to be able to say his name, so I just won't even try. But the CEO had the company on a Zoom call, and he fired 900 people by Zoom. And uh, needless to say, there was a huge amount of fallout. That is so, that's so wrong on so many levels. Um, but the, and the company was, I, I think was conceptually doing well, or it is a financially sound company. Um, well, I guess, you know, have 900 people that you could fire, whether you find them by just who, I don't know who would think of that kind of thing. Um, well, he did, <laughs> but, um, and so that to me is, is a, a definite sign that the values of our, are out of sync, um, that someone feels it's okay to do that to people. Um, it dehumanizes people, talk about demoralizing, but um, so after all the flare up in the news, if you will, you know, he took some time off to uh, not find himself, but, you know, to reflect and to, you know, think about, I don't know how he could be a better CEO. They didn't fire him. Uh, I'm not sure if he was a founder because I was curious if he was a founder 
but um I, and he didn't actually take very much time off because he's coming back <laughs> and you know my my memory so it has not been that long a, a month two months at, at best um and so the fact that he's coming back you know some of the other executives are leaving because you know even though he apologized it wasn't it was a surface apology and it, he, it did not reflect that he had learned what he was supposed to learn. But anyway, I'm, it, that was an abstract story, but it was just like, you know, the things people do, and especially when you're in a leadership position, the leadership position, a CEO to fire 900 people by zoom. I don't know how that could be right, but that to me is a reflection definitely that the, the values are out of alignment. Right. Um, and this, the other question behind that, you know, that your values, it has the company culture changed. So those to me are some things that might not be in your control. And so having a conversation or trying to, I think the, the culture and the values that come from the top down, they come from the CEO, they come from the executives. And so having to work in that environment, um, you don't necessarily have a seat at the table to make those changes. So that might be something that might be, you know, um, insurmountable. So I don't know. Had you heard of that company or that? I, I don't recall that specific story, although vaguely I remembered some company fired a whole bunch of people by Zoom. Mm -hmm. So um, that's about all I remember. Okay. You've said a lot in the last few minutes and I, I was having, you know, tidbits. So I'm going to try to backtrack a little bit because uh, you use the term self-aware, which, you know, is one of my favorite things that we have to be self-aware. And so with professionalism as one thing I want to communicate to others, the productivity is a yardstick is a measurement that a lot of people kind of get, they, they have an idea, but sometimes the leaders are too vague when they are communicating how to help a person get there. And what's good for Jane might not be good for John. And so as to the listening audience, it's sort of a two-way street in terms of, I want to do this. I know we need to do this, but how do I get there? And so whether it's the leader or, or your employee, I mean, there it becomes the whole, the personality, the emotional yardstick. And so one of the things in terms of how other people react, because it does affect you, too many leaders know what they need to do, but they don't communicate. And, and a lot of people just don't wanna have that hard conversation. And so we say it's not hard, but it is hard. I would tell you that 90% of people do not have that conversation. Uh, once I talked about, once we had a thing on emotional intelligence and you know, even a 360, whichever uh, emotional intelligence is part of a 360. So, you know, it's part and parcel or it's a split all, 
But I always feel that for one of the things for the professional person in their career, whether you pay for it or somebody else, you need to take that self-assessment. And the challenge is once you get the self-assessment back, because this will help you in some of those, you know what, I'm really not, I am not perking, I'm not really pushing the envelope or I'm not helping my employees. You need to really kind of have a day to yourself and see what's going on. And so whether it's to go back and go through your personal goals, go back and look at the mission statement, go back and not only look at those things, but what have you done to fulfill those? And one of my uh, yardsticks, uh, it was kind of, you know, as you go up to career and you're talking to some of your people, I always uh, use Fridays. Fridays are no matter how busy you get. And I would tell anybody, hey, to a lot of people, I would say, well, nobody's busier than I am. And some people could say that. But I know how important it is to have downtime to look and see how am I doing. And so how am I doing is not uh, just for your employees, but for yourself. And so I kind of like to do a recap of the week, uh, something looking forward, but it really helps you think, well, what, what, what have we been doing? It also helps you uh, keep in touch with your employees, but maybe you just need a refresh, a refocus. And so you do need to stop and uh, do a self-examination, a self-awareness. I saw something recently where I had done a self-assessment and, okay, so companies want to stay in business, right? So they're sending you emails. Hey, don't forget, don't forget, go in, check in, check in to see how you've been doing and ask yourself these four questions. And so I thought that was, uh, I finally said, you know, I really probably should look at that. And um, I, it fits in what we're talking about. So I just think it's important that we do take that self-exam. People know when they need to go to the doctor, but usually it's when it's too late or when they're in great pain instead of doing that self-examination along the way. The other thing about philosophical differences. And so it is true that on the one hand, it says as the leader goes, so goes the rest of the company. I've heard that all my life. And I've had leaders that weren't the best, but you have to then kind of take a step back and say, okay, that's that person. I've worked with that person, but what can I do to kind of put the incubator around my team, my people, so that I don't have to act like that. We're gonna act like this. And so I think that's another check for yourself to see how you're doing professionally. Um, and then the other comment I'd like to offer up, I firmly believe in talking to my leadership. And so there's, I know a lot of people don't do that. They don't want to do that. They feel there are lines that they shouldn't cross. But I need to understand what is really going on. And sometimes I do it because I kind of want to get ahead of something that may happen. 
I want to be aware. And so I try to read the tea leaves and come back and communicate that to others as well as to myself. So that's been one of my success points to try to always be aware of what's going on. Too many times we're so busy, we got our head down. And then when it happens, we're like, oh my gosh, how did I not know this? Oh my gosh. Well, maybe we didn't protect somebody else. And so that is something we really need to be doing in, throughout our career. But you know, it's the same thing for your business. How many times have businesses fallen off the mark because people were so busy in their business and hey, there, there's no getting around what people have to do. But I was looking at the paper today and I didn't read the whole story, but this company started uh, the whole brewery business in this area. Uh, everybody was doing a microbrewery and it started five years ago and they started off with a pretty good launch and now they're closing. And so the question I had in my mind is, did the story uh, address why they closed? But um, I just didn't take the time because it was like at the end of you know end of the day kind of thing. But whether they did or didn't, too often people aren't paying attention to what's going on around them that they couldn't say. They're, they didn't do the things they needed to do. Again, it's not always in your hands, but there are times when there are things that could be changed, should be changed. Maybe you have to reach out to somebody else and wow, I see what's getting ready to happen. And then finally, the last point you made was talking about the culture, business culture, organizational culture, because it happens everywhere. It doesn't matter uh, whether it's government or public or private, culture is culture. And I, I, I've seen it across the board. And that is really something that truly starts with professionalism and leadership. And it can be changed. And sometimes you have to change it from the inside out. Sometimes, you know, you come in to a place and you're coming in to make that change or because you see that it needs to change because if you don't, you're gonna be part of what's continuing to happen. So uh, you, we both talked about it, but I, I just want to share another story about the leadership aspect. And one of the reasons people leave, you know, you read that um, people don't leave because of the job or they don't leave because of the money, they leave because of the leader. Um, and so the question is, has there been a change in leadership? Or are you working with a position that you really wish there was a change in leadership? You know, um, I have this, um, I, I, I could speak about them in the as, abstract, but I'll just say my son, for example, works in for a company that, um, was not well managed. Um, apparently it's quote unquote an old boys network. Um, but he had aligned himself with his supervisor um, because you know they really connected. The supervisor was complimentary. You know, Eric worked hard, works hard. Um, he was getting a lot done, but this person is very rough around the edges. Um, and there was a flare-up. Um, Okay, there's more than one flare. <laughs> and first of all, 
I'm working in an environment where we do not yell at our boss or certainly don't yell at our boss and live to talk about it. Um, so, but that is how, you know, I don't know what the, the whole story, cause you never get the whole story, but that had happened on a couple of occasions, but in the meantime, this person had had an HR issue. Um, and, and so all the things, all these red flags, all these fires, you know, that were uh, burning in this place um, made Eric, if you will, kind of step back and say, hey, you know, um, he, he, he did some self-examination and some um, correct, self-correcting to where he came back and, okay, said, this is not, you know, this is not effective. This is not what I need to be doing. Um, and so he has, at least for now, <laughs> reined himself in so that he can better work with this person who is just, you know, his leadership style is, is not uh, conducive to, do we want to say happy employees, content employees? What is that word? Um, so anyway, it's a challenging place in which to work, but there has been some adjustment, at least on Eric's side, as far as how he responds to this person, because yeah, he, you know, you know, it's difficult to work in an environment where you expect to get fired every five minutes or whether you want to quit every five minutes. Neither one of those are a good place to be in. And right. so if that is the relationship that you have with your leader, that can be challenging. And so you have to decide, is this repairable or is it time to exit stage right? Um, but, you know, we were asking questions would kind of sound like they were negative questions. They weren't negative questions, but they are serious questions that need to be considered if you are in, if any of those are yeses um, that you need to examine. But on the other hand, maybe you've achieved all your goals. Um, so you came into the door, you're like a bright, shiny new penny. You're going to do all these wonderful things. Ta-da, mission accomplished. You have done all these wonderful things. So now what? Now you could, you know, ideally just if everything else is firing, you know, going well, then maybe you set new goals. Are there new goals, new accomplishments that you can, you know, continue to, to, to grow and to groom your team for? Um, so that could be a positive. Um, so it's not always bad questions or difficult questions that you need to ask. All these questions are just about self-awareness. Um, you know, for business owners, do you have toxic clients? Now, if you have a toxic client that's taking up too much of your time or multiple clients taking up too much of your time for a little reward, well, you're not going anywhere, but maybe it's time to disengage from them. You know, you can, as they say, fire your, those bad customers. Or, you know, if you have another team member who has more time and or patience, if they're worth holding on to, then maybe you do you know, just let them work with someone else. But at the end of the day, this is your business and you get to decide um, if they're, you know, too, too little reward for, even if they are a big client, if they're just causing dread and otherwise weighing you down, sometimes you have to cut, you have to cut them loose. So those are lots of, um, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> those are a lot of things that you can do and, and or should do when you have, you, know, you have questions and you've been in this role or in this company or this position for some time. It's not, it's not 30 years on a gold watch anymore. Um, mm. I used mm. to really, um, well, I still do. Um, you know, I'm always, when I'm in the hiring phase, you, know, you get to look at a lot of resumes and you get to see all the movement and what people have done and, and the time span in which they've done it. 
Um, but, and more recently, you know, there's been quote unquote, the great resignation. Um, I really think it's more like the great repositioning. Um, there's not that many, well, most of us need to work in some level, whether working for ourselves or for someone else. I don't think folks are just quitting and going far, far away. I think they're just going to other places that are more suited to them or jumping into entrepreneurship. You know, this is a fine time to start a business, um, you know, a well thought out business with cash cushion. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> so, um, so what are the actions that people need to take given their all these questions that we've asked and we've given some answers. I tried to offer some things that people could do, but what are the actions people should take? Exactly. So, you know, we, we've asked some questions in the beginning or all throughout. Um, and now the, the answers to those questions will drive the answers to these questions, which is what are your new professional goals? What should they entail based on, you know, again, what you're, what you've reflected upon and of course, where you want to end up. Now you have to have you have to have a roadmap, um, and some of it's tied to, you know, a dollar value, sure. But I always, you know, work is more than money. Mm-hmm. Money's huge, but you know, is there growth? Is there potential? Is there advancement? Is there opportunity? Um, so that is how you want to craft your goals so that you get those things that are important to you. So um, what? do your new professional goals entail that are going to get you those things that are important to you? So what would that look like? Is that a new career? Is that a promotion? Is that, um, is that a business opportunity? So you have to decide which of those, was that four things, three things? You know, what it is that you're going after. And then what are the steps that are gonna help you get there? So, this is where you want to go. And so you have to decide, are you on the right path to achieve these? Decide, path. And the third question is, what needs to change or to expand in order to reach those goals? So those are your strategy, your tactics, if you will, the steps that you need to achieve those goals. So what needs to change or to expand? So that is your homework. Answer those three questions, write them out and set the goals based on the conversations that we've had for the last two weeks, answering those hard questions and really thinking about how you want to, how you want your next level, your next steps to be your next, which not your next X, what is, what is that word? Your next, your next creation to be, what does that look like and how will you get there? So I asked a question at the end, not the end, but um, on our podcast page, it said, how actively are you managing your career? I don't know if you saw that question, but um, I do hope that you will answer that question um, and share with us what your new goals will be based on our conversations over the last two weeks. And, you know, what do you need to do different? What's going to change? What's going to expand to bring you closer? to nirvana, if you will, but um, career success. 
Any more um, thoughts on how they may craft their bright future? Well, I had one and, you know, great. You know, those little light bulbs that sometimes go out before you want them to. <laughs> the one thing that we haven't used the word accountability in a while. And so there's accountability for ourselves and accountability for others. And the accountability, I read a book long years ago, but I, I had a ball, it came with a little ball that sat on my desk. What else can I do? Mm. I like the reminder at all phases. And so we're talking about growing and becoming. And so with that, what else can I do? If you've achieved the goals, there is something else. You need to figure out what it is for yourself or whether it's for your team. And that's what performance is all about. You want to always be improving, bettering, doing more. The other part that when you're, uh, as you're, as you're going through your action items, look at sometimes productivity and doing better means doing things smarter. Sometimes people are just too busy, but they're all over the place. So check yourself. How, do, how can you do things smarter? That may, in fact, help you improve your productivity, your satisfaction. Like you're looking over here at Joe leaves every day at five o'clock and you're leaving every day at six. That might be something to look at in terms of what else can you do to improve your goals to have self-satisfaction. Self-satisfaction is key, and that speaks to our last podcast, Finding Fulfillment at Work. Be, you must be pristine and really efficient with your time. Um, I tell you, when you start off, the, it's only part of the how, but the focus time and being pristine will help you achieve um, those goals that you're, the big goals that you are after. So consider that when you're crafting out your, your uh, plan of attack. All righty. So next week, um, as you may remember, this is Black History Month. So next week, we have a special episode. It will be, um, we're going to share letting your voice be heard. How can you be, I was going to say, how can you be part of Black History Month? But what I want to say is, you know, Black history is all year round. Um, so anyway, this is going to be a special episode on letting your voice be heard in the area of. So, and... Uh, remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never missed, miss our latest episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you consume your podcasts. And make sure that you share with a friend. That is our biggest compliment. So we thank you for joining us today and we will see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Pink Passport Society, Larissa Troach, founder, and by Leadership Coaching, Mentoring Connections with Cecilia Benford. Thank you.